thanks very much for having me. Um, uh, lovely to be here. I'm going to talk a bit about the impact of online on our children's content consumption um, and uh, a little bit about what's changed and what's stayed the same. We do lots of uh, quant research and we do qual research. We've been doing quant uh, for over 10 years now. We do um, qual following the same 18, uh, 8 to 15 year olds over, this will be year three that we're just doing at the moment. So I'm going to look a bit at what's changed over the last decade, um, what that means for TV, the impact of, of catch up on demand and YouTube, and then a bit about shared viewing and who children are watching with. So to kick off, um, one of the biggest changes we've seen over the last 10 years is the amount of time that children are spending on media. This slide looks at uh, internet use and TV viewing, that's TV on the TV set, um, over the last decade for 8 to 11s and 12 to 15s. So this is what those two looked like in 2005. And this is what it looks like in uh, 2015. So as you can see, the amount of time children are spending online has more than doubled in a decade. And for 12 to 15s, the amount of time they're spending online is now more than the amount of time they're watching TV on a TV set. Obviously, some of that online time will include uh, content consumption. It's also worth bearing in mind when we think about this slide that the number of children who have access to the internet at home has uh, increased a lot over that period. The numbers who've got who had access to the internet at all actually didn't change that much because rollout to places like schools and libraries was a lot quicker. Um, but in 2005, you were looking at roughly two thirds of eight to 15s who had internet access at home. Um, not all of those uh, connections were broadband and actually about a quarter of those connections were still dial up. So 10 years on and over 9 in 10, the majority of children have got online access at home and most of those connections are going to be broadband and going to be pretty high speeds. The other thing that's changed is how children are going online, so the devices that they're using. Um, this slide uh, shows the device that children use most often to access the internet. We didn't actually start asking about things like mobile phones and tablets in 2005. We didn't do that until 2010. So this starts in 2010. Um, as you can see, laptops and desktops are dominant. Um, mobile phones and tablets are kind of barely registering. They're just there for tiny little bit on those 12 to 15s. Um, I'm going to go through each of these devices one by one so you can see what's happened uh, to each of those in the last five years. So if we start with laptops, the number who are using those as their most frequent device has fallen. Even bigger fall for PC, for desktops. Big increase for mobile phones, particularly amongst teens and a really big increase for tablets, especially amongst the younger children. In 2015, we also have data for three to fours, and you can see that the pattern there is very similar to the, the five to sevens. So I think the reason, to, the reason that that's useful context is what we've seen is children going from a context in which not everybody was online if at home. If they were online at home, they were probably going online through something like a desktop in probably a sort of communal area, you know, maybe the living room. Now, 
most children online, they're online with fast speeds on uh, portable devices, which are much more likely to be associated with entertainment and content consumption than they are with uh, homework, for instance. So it has a big impact on children's opportunities for consuming content. So what's the impact on TV and the TV set? I'm sure many of you are familiar with this, these figures. These are Barb figures showing the decline in the amount of time spent viewing uh, TV. Um, so this goes up to 2014. We haven't got the 2015 figures on here, but the trend has continued, albeit the rate of decline has slightly decreased. We also know that children are increasingly watching on other devices. For the first time in uh, the whole time that we've been doing the quant survey, uh, the numbers who say that they ever watch TV on a TV set fell. So that went from 99% to 96%. That's the first time we've ever seen a decrease. The numbers who say they watched TV on a tablet or on a mobile phone or on a games console, uh, on the other hand, have all increased. We also asked children which device they would miss the most if it was taken away. And uh, as you can see, this is the comparison between 2005 and 2015. The big change for 12 to 15s has been the mobile phone. And the mobile phone has now replaced the TV set as the device that, that, group are most, that most of that group would say they, they would miss the most if it was taken away. Um, for younger children, uh, the TV set is still the big the most important device although it has seen a bit of a decline for 8 to 11s um, we didn't ask uh, we didn't we don't have the data for 5 to 7s for uh, 2005 but uh, again it is still uh, dominant the tv set is still dominant amongst younger children and 52% of 5 to 7s say that's the device they would miss the most obviously when we're talking about children's tv um, we need to be talking about uh, catch-up and on-demand and uh, particularly YouTube. The picture when we talk about these things is actually a bit mixed and maybe slightly contradictory. So this is Barb data again. Uh, this is time-shifted viewing, so within the last uh, <coughs> live viewing and viewing within the last seven days. As you can see, uh, this time-shifted viewing as a proportion of all viewing on the TV set is growing pretty slowly um, and live is still t making up the vast majority of children's time that they're spending watching. In our quant we have a broader definition of on-demand so it's kind of covers all the different, it covers catch-up and um, OTT services and etc. It doesn't include YouTube. Uh, we ask how many children are watching on demand and although here you can, as you can see it, it is quite a few children it is not uh, the majority for any except the 12 to 15s and there it's only just so that's the number who ever watch on demand we also ask how frequent it is so for though for most of those children who are watching on demand it is regular but it's maybe um, not quite as established a phenomenon as we might have thought the other thing that is really important when we think about uh, on-demand and catch-up is YouTube. So when you talk to children about uh, what constitutes TV, they talk very broadly about TV content, they talk about on-demand, they talk about catch-up, and they talk about YouTube in the same context. So for them, it's all very much part of the same kind of thing. We ask 
uh, those 12 to 15s who watch both TV and YouTube content, which they prefer. As you can see, the biggest result for both 8 to 11s and 12 to 15s is those who say they like both the same. But for 12 to 15s, for the first time in 2015, the numbers who say they prefer to watch YouTube videos was just edging the number who say they prefer to watch TV programs. And this slide is useful here because it's a little bit old. It comes from 2014. We, we're um, going to be publishing a new version of this later this year. Uh, but what it does is it brings together all the different kinds of um, viewing audiovisual consumption that children are doing. And you can see that about half for the 11 to 15s, about half is live so that's still making up the bulk of their content consumption and then you've got uh, another half made up of some kind of other on-demand type content and interestingly a, a fifth of that is uh, short form youtube type content the other thing that i think is just worth bearing in mind is this 12 percent here which uh, amongst the young children which is dvds and blu-ray and, and vhs even so it's a useful thing to bear in mind i think the when we when we do the qual and often at events like this what everybody tends to talk about is the on demand and when we do the qualitative research with children that is what is most top of mind for them it's what is mo resonates most with them and it's what they talk about when they talk about what they like to watch and how they like to watch it they like to be able to watch particular programs at a time that suits them uh, and they like to watch them over and over again either the you know the same episodes the same yeah, series and often the same episode over and over again so it's obviously very important to children but when we look at the quant it's worth bearing in mind that there is still a lot of live going on in that mix um, and finally a little bit about who children are watching all this content with we don't know so much about who they're watching the online content with but the barb data um, shows that Actually, most content is being watched uh, either with an adult present or with another child present. But actually, around 40% of children's viewing is taking place without an adult present. However, from the qualitative research, we know that shared viewing and uh, watching together, whether that's live or increasing, increasingly some kind of on-demand, is really valued by the families. So it is seen as a way of spending quality time together. A lot of it was um, the kind of family entertainment uh, type programmes, so Britain's Got Talent was a big one at the time of uh, interviewing. But also some of the families were choosing to watch more maybe demanding or stretching content with their children. So this is Eve, uh, her family watched kind of difficult documentaries with her. They chose to watch those together so that they could um, discuss them together, talk about the issues and as a way of exploring some of the things that were going on in the world and some of the sort of tricky issues. So. In summary, live continues to make up the majority of viewing. 
uh, and it is still really important but on demand and catch up and particularly YouTube are becoming increasingly important especially for older children and they seem to be what is most resonant and most memorable for children when they talk about the content that they like to watch. We know that viewing on other devices is growing um, although uh, interestingly the TV set in the latest round of Quoll does seem to be maybe edging back as more of the families are getting smart TVs so that will be interesting to watch uh, and the majority of children's viewing is still a shared experience. So we have all the data uh, on our website, we have the reports but we also have the SPSS files if any of you want to have a play and uh, that's my email address if that you have any questions that come to you later rather than now. There's a lady here at the back. Um, hi. So as far as, um, thank you for that, by the way, so much great info. But as far as t live still being important, the data seems to be 2014 and 2015. Do you have any kind of growth pattern for that? So, you know, because it's all happening so fast, I would say today that those numbers might be very, very different. So do you have any indication of what is happening now? So we do know that live is declining. Um, so I'm not saying that there's a growth in live um, and the Barb figures uh, we, which I haven't got today because we haven't published them yet but um, we will be putting them, publishing them later sh do show that that decline is slowing but continuing. Um, our, our, this year's quant will be published later this year. I imagine that that will probably support that. So I'm not saying that the trends are that, that live is becoming more important. I don't think that's true, but I think it, it's more that don't underestimate the role that live is still playing in this mix. Right, but it hasn't tipped yet. You don't know if it's tipped yet to... I haven't seen... I've, uh, I have the, uh, data, the draft data tables in my email, but I haven't opened them, okay. so I don't know. We'll <laughs> ask you later. Thank you. Uh, Yes, you want to pass the mic down Hi, a quick question. Did, did you look at uh, binge viewing? Uh, obviously, you know, Netflix and, and all those seem to be inspiring binge viewing. I was wondering uh, how that had affected children's media consumption? We looked at it in the qualitative research, and yeah, there's <laughs> lots of it. And uh, they both uh, watching the same episode over and over and again or watching the same series uh, so you know lots of episodes from the same series but also actually binge viewing things like um, Minecraft tutorials loads and loads and loads and loads of Minecraft tutorials or loads and loads and loads of uh, kind of YouTube funny YouTube videos the same clip over and over again so there was a lot of binge viewing and a lot of repetitive viewing which you, I think I have tended to associate with the younger children, but definitely still happens with the older children. Uh, and that was across the content. And it was also something we saw with, with gaming as well. So particularly the kind of uh, games that you get on a mobile phone, they would be um, rather, they'd be played, you know, obsessively and then discarded for the next one. So there, I think that was a pattern across all the different kinds of content they were consuming. And it tended to be restricted by kind of parental rules around how much media they were allowed. Thank you. 
Hello there. Uh, thanks for that. Um, in one of the first graphs you showed, uh, you were saying that the amount of TV that they're watching on tablets and stuff is um, more than what they're watching on uh, real television. But in fact, can we go back to that yeah. slide? Because um, it struck me that they're just watching, they're watching the same amount of TV they watched in 2005, but they're now watching even more stuff. So, so I just want your clarification on that. Do you mean... I just don't know where they get the time to watch all that telly. Do you mean this one? Uh, no. Um, yeah, uh, so this is time spent online versus time spent watching TV on a TV set? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. So they... Yes. The, there has been a slight increase um, amongst the 8 to 11s in TV. The increase in 12 to 15s is not statistically significant. But, um, so I think that's, it's an important point, is that generally it's that they're doing more rather than that they're, they're doing less yeah. TV and more. So basically they're watching the same amount of TV they always have done, basically, from those figures. Yeah. But now they've got something else to play with, which intrinsically they're just playing with that on their own. Because they're not watching on the tablet or the computer with adults with them because the screens are too small. Potentially, although some of the research suggests that there is kind of co-viewing or adult involvement in tablet activity, particularly for younger children. Okay. Is that live TV or just the screen? You mean, you know what I'm saying? So this, yeah, so this we ask to try and kind of yeah. uh, reduce the overlap. What we asked about was TV on a TV set. So it will include, I guess it's closest to the Barb figures, but it will include like on demand that they're watching via their TV like set. TV stuff yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, but that it, so it's it's a bit messy because we have to define it in a way that is sufficiently easy for the children themselves to understand and answer. So, so yeah, so it's screen based. We ask them it's about TV on a TV set. So they they might include YouTube in that, but they would probably include uh, they would include on demand. I would imagine, yeah. Sorry, that was my question. So just to be super clear, so of the hours they're spending online, could that include their, their definition that they are watching television on a tablet so they think yes. they're online? So, yes, so I'm sure. The, uh, the, so this is a, it's, self-defined. Yeah. It's absolutely not perfect. but it's, um, So the time that they're spending online, we ask them about all the different... I think the question is something like thinking about all the different things that you might do online. How much time do you spend online in an average week um, and we asked them to think about a week a school day and then a weekend day separately and we amalgamate it so it definitely could potentially include watching, watching TV online yeah it's just a follow-on question from that um, because I've done quite a lot of quant and qual in this kind of area myself do you actually in the qual ever observe whether or not they can accurately estimate how much TV, how much online viewing particularly they're doing. TV viewing they seem to be slightly better at estimating because there's a beginning and end to it. Um, whenever we've done research they've said they, they do three hours or something and then you actually, if you observe them it's not anywhere near that long that they're actually online. Um, they tend to over exaggerate it in, not always. Yeah. Um, I just wondered whether that's something you do within your data? Um, so we do do some observation, but the it, the qual is in home, but we probably we don't specifically look at that. So 
I'm sure that these are not totally accurate estimates. What I think they're really useful for is that we have been asking them to estimate their time in the same way over time. So it's a useful indication of trend rather than taking it as a kind of, this is definitely how much time they're spending doing this. Where is Netflix, the green or the red one? It will probably be in both. <laughs> it will be in both. If they're asking, if, if they're uh, watching it on their TV set, they're probably counting it in their TV set. If they're watching it on their tablet online, they're probably counting it in the green. So we do have other stats um, on kind of Netflix growth and things, but, but yeah, for, for this one, it will be in both. Okay, can we thank Emily?